Mishnah today on Daf Peivav Amar Aleph. The Mishnah begins with a halacha regarding Peiletas Shechvazera, which I'll explain in a moment. And straight from this Mishnah, we are going to uh, go into the whole sugya of Matan Teira. Shkacha Pratis, the day after Shavuos, in the Yemei Tashlumen of Matan Teira, we're going to be learning the sugya of Matan Teira, which will be for the next three blat or so. Let's see. So what this refers to is Shechva Zera is semen. The, the, the Zera that is expelled from a woman's body after relations with her husband. So this Shechva Zera is metame. It causes tumah if you touch it. So this Shechva Zera, only as long as it's viable, as long as it uh, is um, able to cause a woman to conceive and give birth, could it become, could it cause Tumah? But after a certain period of time, as we'll see in the Gemara, there's an argument exactly how long, but after a certain period of time, in the Mishnah here it says, on the third day, if she expels, if a woman expels Shechva Zera from her body after the third day, then it does not cause any Tumah, because the, the Zera is not viable anymore, so, and then there's no source of Tumah. That's what the Mishnah here is saying. So the Mishnah is looking for the source of this. This was Bechlal, all the Mishnais in this Patek, it's bringing sources for various different halachas that are not necessarily related with each other. So again, From where do I know a woman that expels the zera from her body after a relation with her husband? On the third day from their relation. That's the maximum amount of time that it would still be tome. But after that, after the third day, it will not be tome. Because by Matan it says that the Eden should separate from their wives for three days and on the third day then you'll be ready for Matan What was the purpose for this? So as we'll see in the Gemara the point is that the Eivishter did not want that the women should be pilot, should expel Sheikh Vazera and be Tomei and then they won't be pure to be Meqabal the Teireh. So therefore the Eivishter said to separate three days for what purpose? So that the women should be tired when it comes to Matan Teireh. For the men it wasn't necessary, because if a, if a man has a relation with his wife, so then he goes to the mikveh right after, and he's tired and he's able to go be makabal the Teireh. But for a woman, if she goes to the mikveh right after, and then she expels the Sheikh Zera from her body, so then that will cause it to become Tomei. And that's up until three days. So therefore the Ebesha says, separate for three days, and then she can go to the mikveh, and then, even if she does expel any shikhva zera following that, she will not become tummy. So then they will be ready to be makabal teira on time. The next halacha. And according to what Rashi said in the beginning of the Patek, it's this, um, it's this halacha that's brought right over here, which is the reason why this whole Patek is brought here in Masech Shabbos. Because amongst all of these questions, minayin, from where do we know, you have this halacha, which is actually a halacha that's negaya to Shabbos. How do you know that a, that a baby that has the bris on a Thursday and the third day is on Shabbos that you're allowed to bathe the baby in hot water on Shabbos that because the, on, on the third day there's a particular sakona for the mila that it has to be bathed on, on Shabbos including even on Shabbos with hot water. Because it says in the Pasik, on the third day, and they were all hurting, they were in pain, suffering. This is in the story of Shechem, 
when Shimon and Levi came to the city of Shechem, first they told them to make a bris, and then on the third day, when they were in pain, then they came and they killed all the people of the city. So we see that particularly on the third day is when there's koyavim, there's more of a pain for the, from the bris, and the same is also true regarding a baby, that on the third day it's necessary to wash the baby, to bathe the baby, even with hot water on Shabbos. So in the base of Mikdash, in the Avedah and Yom Kippur, there was the, the, the soir, the goat that was sent off to Har Hazazel and thrown off the mountain, and they tied a uh, red thread to its horn. So from where do we know that they tie this red thread to its head on Yom Kippur? The Postic says, Your Avedis will be red and they will turn white like snow. As we know, what happened then was they tied one to the head of the Sawyer, one in the base of Mikdash, and then when, when they threw it down the mountain, it turned white. Fourth How do I know if a person is using any ointment? to apply on his body, a Yom Kippur, so that's compared to drinking a Yom Kippur, which is not allowed. You have to afflict yourself and not eat and drink a Yom Kippur, and the same is also true, that you're not allowed to apply any ointment to your body, or any, anything else that you, that you are uh, uh, smearing on your body. Although we don't have a proof for this, but there is something that brings us a zeicher, a remes to this. It says in the Pasuk, like water that enters into the body, and uh, like oil that's used to, uh, as an ointment to apply to the bones. So we see that this Pasik is comparing drinking to oil that's applied to the person's body. Okay, so the Gemara... How does any of this have anything to do with any, uh, any of it? They have none of these things have anything to do with each other. This entire Patek brings Minayin, Minayin, Minayin. It goes through many different halachas that are brought Mishnayis in other places, and it brings the source from them from the Pasik. But there's no connection. We learned about Kilayim yesterday, and about Avedizara before, and now we're going to learn about Pilatas Shechvazera, and about Matantera. There's no connection whatsoever as far as the theme or the subject is concerned. The Reisha of our Mishnah does not follow the opinion of Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. And the reason for this is, as the Gemara is going to quote soon, according to Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, once the woman has the Shekhva Zerah in her body for two days and she expels it out on, uh, on the second day, it's not going to be Metami anymore. You don't have to wait till the third day. So the ratio of the Mishnah that says Bayema Shlishi is not following the opinion of Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. Dik Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, if it's according to Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, Tehoira Shamanalei. We know that he holds that on the third day when the woman expels Shechva Zerah, it's Tehoira. Okay? And then, um, sorry, I skipped something, let me go back. So the ratio is not like Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, and Seifik Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. The second part of the Mishnah is Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. So as Rashi quotes, the second part of the Mishnah, the Gemara is saying here, refers to the halacha that the Mishnah says, that by a mila, you're allowed to wash the child, the baby, on the third day of the bris mila. This is Rabbi Loza ben Azariah's opinion. Later in the Patek of Rabbi Yezer, which uh, discusses these halachas, as we'll see over there. So that halacha is Rabbi Loza ben Azariah. The reish of the Mishnah is not Rabbi Loza ben Azariah.
So what's going on over here? says that the woman on the third day, if she expels Shechvazeras, Tohoi. So the Gemara explains as follows. The one that does not want our Mishnah to be two different Tanoim, so he has a different version in our Mishnah. When it says in the Mishnah that on the third day it was Tomei, he takes out the word Tomei, it really it's supposed to say Tahira there. Like the opinion of Rabbi ben Azariah. So the whole Mishnah is Rabbi ben Azariah. And then, the whole Mishnah is Rabbi ben Azariah. And the one that says that the Mishnah here is quoting two different halachas, according to two different Tanoim, Reisha Rabbanon. The Reisha is following the opinion of the Rabbanon, and we're bringing a source from a Pasuk to Rabbanon's opinion, And the Seif of the Mishnah is following the opinion of Rabbanon's opinion. Okay, so we have two different ways how to learn this Mishnah. Is the Reisha, do you have to be Gaitis in the Reisha Tmeya or Tahira? Now the Gemara is going to bring the source of this Machlaikis where you find an argument regarding how long does the Shikhva Zera that's in the body of a woman remain viable to become Tomei if it's expelled from her body. We learned in Abraise, Pailetes Shikhva Zera. The Shikhva Zera that was expelled from the body of a woman by Yoim Ashlishi Tahira. On the third day, she will be Tahir. Shechvazera cannot cause any tum anymore. Divrei Rabbi ben Azariah. This is the opinion of Rabbi ben Azariah. So this is the source where we see, not like what it said in the gears of our Mishnah, that on the third day she's still tummy. Shmal Rabbi Shmal says, no, this is not the case. Pamim shein dalid oynis. So now here the Gemara uses the term oynis. So in Hilchis Nida we know the term of oyna means a 12-hour period. The day is one oyna, the night time is another oyna. So he says, sometimes a woman that's pilot shikhva zera, so it can be four oynis, pomim shem hein hei oynis, sometimes it's five oynis, pomim shem vav oynis, and sometimes it is six oynis, six periods. If you combine the, uh, the day and the night, so it can be anywhere between four to six oynis, and then when it comes following that, she will become toher. Okay? So what's the pshat in this? What is the Rabbi Shmuel uh, saying over here? Rabbi Shmuel actually holds that the time that the person would become, uh, well, that a woman remains Tomei, extends further than what Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah said. It goes even up to Vav Oynes, six full Oynes. When, when would she be Tahir? It's three days, three full days. Only on the fourth day, only on the fourth day would she become Tahir. Okay? According to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, when he says, uh, So Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah's opinion is that if she's pilot on the third day, so then she's going to be Tomei. Right? But Rabbi Shmuel is saying that you have to wait until the following Aina, until the following day, only then will she become Tomei. Uh, Tahir, that is. Okay? So Rabbi Shmuel is saying that you have to wait sometimes up to six Ainas. The point over here is that both according to Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah and according to Rabbi Shmuel, when we talk about three days or according to Rabbi Shmuel, the fourth day, it's not necessarily exactly the amount of time that matters. It's the day in the calendar that matters. If a person had a relation with his wife on a, on a Wednesday, so then you count three days from there, 
And then on the third day she becomes Toher. According to Rabbi Shmuel, you count three days, and then on the fourth day she becomes Toher. Now, in you would ask, it depends on when, when in the day the relation was. If it was Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, there could be almost a difference of 24 hours. It's not always the same time of the day. So shouldn't it matter when the relation between husband and wife was? Mm-hmm. So the Gemara here is saying, no, that's not the case. That if he had a relation with her the night before, at the beginning of that day on the calendar, so then you're going to have the full six Aynas, of, that, of those three days, you're going to have to wait the full six periods of 12-hour periods of day and night until you come to the fourth day in order to be tired, according to Rabbi Shmuel. According to Rabbi Lozab and Azariah, you don't have to wait till the fourth day. On the third day, she'll become tired. On the third day is when she becomes tired, so therefore it's one, one period less than according to Rabbi Shmuel. But again, the point is that as long as there's a third day on the calendar, she becomes tired even if it's not a certain length of time in, as far as the 12-hour periods are concerned. You have to look at the number of the day in the calendar, regardless when the relation was. Three, uh, three days and one person says six Aynas, which is not necessarily the same thing. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So let's look inside the Gemara, not another, let's go weiter, another opinion. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, hey. We always say that it's going to be five periods of 12 hours, which would be a total of 60 hours. Okay, so from when he had a relation with his wife, it's always 60 hours later. Rabbi Kiva's opinion seems to be begashmi, it's more logical. It's not depending on the calendar, the day in the calendar, the day of the week, if if the relation was on a uh, Wednesday. So then according to Rabbi Elizabeth and Azariah, on, on Friday she would be tired. According to Rabbi Yishmal, on Shabbos she would be tired. We don't look at the day of the week, we actually look at the length of the time. And it's always going to be the length of five periods, five Aynas. Which means five periods of 12 hours, if we're going to have night and day, and each period is going to be 12 hours. So it's always going to be 12 hours times five, 60 hours. That's what it is. Not only that, Rabbi Kiva adds even more. If the relation between husband and wife was a bit into the first Aina, the first 12-hour period, so for example, if the night, the first period begins at 6 o'clock, so the relation between husband and wife was not 6 o'clock, but it was two hours in, two hours later. So then, what do you do, he says? You add, So you add those two hours that you're missing from the beginning, so you add another two hours at the end that, is, that is, you have to count, full 60 hours. Regardless when the relation was, that's how you count. 12 periods, not 12 periods, sorry, six periods, again, I don't know, again, five periods of 12 hours, which will be a total of 60 hours. That's the opinion of Rabbi Kiva. Okay, so we have three opinions over here, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, Rabbi Shmuel, and Rabbi Kiva, and the Gemara is going to bring the source now for these three opinions. And then after that, the Gemara is actually going to bring a fourth opinion. And all of this is based around the Prisha that the Ebishter tells Yidin to do as a preparation for Matan And once we see how long that Prisha, that separation from husband and wife was required, so we could determine how long is the Tumid still there when Aisha's Peletas Shekhvazera? 
Sagt Gemara, Amru Rabbana Kameh de Rav Pape, Vamri La Rav Pape Le Rav. The Rabbanan said in front of Rav Pape, and others say that Rav Pape said to Rav as follows. Bish Leimer Rav Loza Ben It's well understood the source of Rav Loza Ben Azariah's opinion. Ki Rabbanan. They follow the opinion of the Rabbanan. The Omri Behei Ovet Prisha. As we'll see soon in the Gemara, there's a big machlekes between the Rabbanan and Rav Yaisi regarding the schedule of Matan when did the Abishta tell Yidin to do the Prisha to separate from their wives? Everybody agrees that Matan happened on Shabbos. This is what the Gemara says later. Mm-hmm. But now the question is, when did the Prisha begin? Did the Prisha begin on Thursday? Or did the Prisha begin on Wednesday? So now the Gemara says, according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, he follows the opinion of the Rabbanon. The Prisha began on Thursday. The Omri behei of it Prisha. So what are the three days? The three days is Thursday, Friday, and then Shabbos. On the third day, they, you can go to the mikveh and you tie it, and you can be makabal to tie it on the third day. That's Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah's opinion. Now, just to go back to the point that we said before. So the Prisha began on Thursday. Now, if a person has a relation with his wife on Thursday, that could be Wednesday night, which according to the Jewish calendar, the day Thursday begins Wednesday night. It could be Wednesday mo- Thursday morning. It could be Thursday afternoon. It could be late Thursday afternoon. So Thursday is a long day, a 24-hour period. But the Prisha was Thursday, Friday, and then Shabbos, the third day, they're ready for Kabbalah Satayra. They can go to the mikveh, and after that, if she's pilot Shikhvazera, she won't be tummy anymore. How long of a period it is in the 12-hour periods of each one of these days, that doesn't matter. What matters is that you have a Thursday, you have a Friday, and then you have a Shabbos. This is the source of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah's opinion. The same we could also say with Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel says that you have to wait until the fourth day. Rabbi Shmuel follows Rabbi Yaisi's opinion. What was Rabbi Yaisi's opinion? As we'll see later in the Gemara, the Omar, he said, When the Abishta told them to separate from their wives, it was on a Wednesday. So therefore there's another day. Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then on Shabbos, they're ready to be Makabal the Teireh. So three full days and only on the fourth day, correct. But it doesn't have to necessarily be three full days. It has to, the point is that only on the fourth day of the calendar, the fourth day, then they're ready to be mekabotated, meaning not necessarily was it a full Wednesday. Let's say it was the Prisha began from late Wednesday afternoon. So you have a small part of Wednesday, then you have Thursday, then you have Friday, and then on, uh, on uh, Shabbos they're ready to be Makabal So it doesn't necessarily have to be full three days. As Rabbi Shmuel said before, sometimes it'll be full four, uh, three days, which will be a six, six periods, day and night, or it could be five periods, it could be four periods, depending on when the Prisha is done. So this is Rabbi Shmuel's opinion. El Rabakive, but Rabakive's opinion that says that it has to be always five periods of 12 hours, which is a total of 60 hours. Come on, whose opinion does he follow? Where does he take the source of this concept that it has to be five full periods? Answers the Gemara. Le'olam ke'rab Yaisi. Rabakive is following Rab Yaisi's opinion. And like we see, the Rab Adabar Ave said as follows. When Moshe Rabbeinu would go up to the mountain to speak to the Ebishter, he went up early in the morning. And when he came down the mountain, he also came down to speak to Yidin, he would come down early in the morning. 
Bashkamala, he went up early in the morning, the Khsev, it says in the Pasik, Vayashke, Mesha Babaika, Vayal al Har Sinai. He got up early in the morning and he went up to Har Sinai. Bashkame Yorad, early in the morning he comes down as well. The Khsev, Lech Raid, can go down, Valisa, Atava Aran, Imach, you and Aranakain will come up together. So, because it says this right near each other in the Pasik, we compare them and we say, Makish. Aliyah, a Yeride that is, La Aliyah. We compare Moshe Rabbeinu descending from the mountain and Moshe Rabbeinu going up the mountain, we compare the two. Ma Aliyah Bashkome, just as when Moshe Rabbeinu went up, it was early in the morning. Af Yeride Bashkome. So too when Moshe Rabbeinu comes down, it was early in the morning. So what do we see over here? Moshe Rabbeinu, when he came down Wednesday, it was Wednesday early in the morning when he came down and he told the Eden to separate from their wives. So therefore, you're going to have five periods until Shabbos morning. You have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but you, you take out Wednesday, the, the night, the period of the Wednesday night of Wednesday. Wednesday so it's only Wednesday day. So you only have one period for Wednesday, two for Thursday, two for Friday. So that's a total of five, minus five periods that Moshe Rabbeinu had. If it was Wednesday morning, then mm-hmm. they might have already lost Wednesday. It was early in the morning. It was Bashkoma, right? It was, still, it, was, it was early enough that you still got Wednesday. Yeah, the, the, the period of Wednesday daytime they still had, but not the period of Wednesday night. So therefore you have a total of five periods that they needed to separate in order to prepare for Matan So this is where he got the source of the five periods. Why does Moshe Rabbeinu have to tell them early Wednesday morning that they shouldn't have any relation with their wives for Wednesday daytime? Didn't Ravuna say, Yisrael, Kedoshinein, Yidin are holy, and they don't have uh, marital relations during the day because of, its, of, of Tznias. So it's not necessary to tell them in the morning. He could have waited until that night. Answers the Gemara, but but Rav says, If it's a dark room, mutter, then it's allowed in a cave. The Gemara brings another source for this. Can make it dark with a covering of a talus, with a cloak or whatever it is, and then it's allowed. So we see that there is a hetter for having married relations during the day, and therefore it was necessary for Moshe Rabbeinu to tell him to separate from Wednesday morning. So that's how Rabbi Kiva got the five periods, one for Wednesday, two for Thursday, two for Friday, and then they're ready for Matan Teira. So that's five periods. Aren't they Tvule Yain? meaning that they went to the mikveh, and then the, the next, the, you, usually you go to the mikveh, so if you want to be fully, totally tahoir, so you have to wait until the next night in order to be uh, completely tahoir. Over here, when did they go to the mikveh? They went to the mikveh at night, Friday night is the earliest they were able to go, in order not to, what, if she's poilish sheikh vazara after that, she shouldn't become tummy again. So they went to the mikveh Friday night, and then they'll have to wait until the next night, that a day passes in order not to be that they would table the mikveh that day. So over here, Yidin were makabal the teire, the women that went to the mikveh that night, and they were tvula yain when they were makabal the teire. So Abaye bar Ovin, Barav Chanine bar Ovin, the Omri Tarvayu, they both said, 
Nitna Taira Letvulayim. The Taira was given to the Yidin, although the women were Taketvulayim, they tabled on that day. Nevertheless, they are Tahir and the Taira was given to them. Even though it's, the Taira is not 100% complete, to be able to eat Turuma for certain things, if you're a Tvul Yayim, the Turuma is, the Tara that is, is not 100% complete, but the Taira was given to these women, even though they were Tvul Yayim. Yosef Mereimah was sitting and he said, this guy, he repeated this, this thing over here, that, they were, that the women were Tvul Yayim when they were Makabal the Taira. Ravina said to Mereimah, Nitna is were they stating a fact? Are you saying that this is actually the way it happened? That the Taita was given to the women that tabled the night, Friday night, and they wore actually Tfulayim? Is that what happened? Or you're saying that this could have happened. The women could have gone to the mikveh on Friday night and then they would be Tfulayim because they didn't wait till the next night to, to be uh, totally tahir. Could have happened that way, but it didn't actually happen that way. As Rashi explained, what could have actually happened is they went to the mikveh earlier on Friday before Shkia, and then as soon as it, it becomes Shkia, as soon as the, or actually Tzaysakechavim, as soon as the sun comes down on uh, Friday night, so then they're tired completely. They're not fully yaim anymore. They actually went to the mikveh earlier, and nobody expelled any shichvazera following that, so they were totally tired. It could have happened this way that they would have been Tvulayim, but they were not. So he answered, All I was saying was that it could have happened that they would have been Tvulayim, but they weren't actually Tvulayim. Okay? So, yeah, that's the way Rashi explains this. In other words, on one hand, Debesha wanted to give the Teda to the Eden as quick as possible. So he's not going to wait that extra day until they're going to be completely tired. As long as they went to the mikveh, he's going to give them, give them the tidy, even if they were theoretically still able to be tvulayim. But the pile, the Abisha made a nest that all the women that went to the mikveh Friday before it was night, and then it became night, and they were not tvulayim anymore, none of them were pilot any sheikh following that, and therefore they were makabal the tidy completely with the highest level of tara. Okay, we'll see, we'll see the schedule. The Gemara later will we'll say more exactly the schedule. The Machlekes of Rabbanan and Rav Yaisi, we'll see. Frek the Gemara. Now the Gemara returns to the opinion of Rabbi Kiva. And especially based on what we just said, that the Yidin being Tvula Yoyim is not an issue. The Ebesha would give the Yidin the Teireh if they tabled on that day, even before Tseisa Kechavim of the following day. Uh, so, in other words, they tabled on Friday night, you would not have to wait until the Tseisa Kechavim of the following night. If so, Why wouldn't the Yidin, according to Rabbi Kiva's opinion, this is the way Rashi explains the Gemara, Rashi is asking, the Gemara is asking this question on Rabbi Kiva. What did Rabbi Kiva say? You need five full periods for the woman to be tired if she expels Sheikh Vazara after that. So what are the five periods? Wednesday one period, Thursday two periods, Friday two periods, and then Friday night, if you pilot Sheikh Vazara, then it's not a problem. So by, at the, by, by Friday night, she can go to the mikveh. And if she can go to the mikveh Friday night, maybe she can give the tater Friday night. You have five periods. So if so, they should go to the mikveh Friday night, which the Gemara calls Baini Shimshi. 
at the time of Ben Hashmashis, when Shabbos begins, that's the way the Gemara refers to it. But over here it really means at night. You have to wait until night time. Let her go to the mikveh then. And let the Ebishter give the Teda then. Why wait an extra 12 hours? If we see the Ebishter wanted to give the Teda as soon as it's possible that the Yidin are tired, even if they're still at full Yayim, so why not give the Teda Friday night? Rav Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak answers. There's a Pasuk where it says, Loi Meiroish. I did not at the beginning speak from a place of hiding, a place of darkness. David didn't want to give the Torah when it's dark, as if it's something that's being done in hiding. Wanted it to be in the morning, bright and clear for everyone to hear and see and so on. But the question still remains. They can go to the mikveh Shabbos morning. And then they're going to receive the Torah on Shabbos morning. So the question now is, why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to come down Wednesday morning, first thing in the morning, and tell them to separate from their wives, to have five periods of 12 hours to separate? If anyways, the Abish is not giving the Torah Friday night. The Abish is giving the Torah Shabbos morning, so you don't need the 12-hour period of Wednesday. <coughs> you have Thursday, Friday, four 12-hour periods for Thursday and Friday, and Friday night, so that's the full five periods that you need. Why do we need Wednesday daytime? Anyways, Debish is not giving the Torah at night. Amr Rav Yitzchak, so Rav Yitzchak says, You're going to have Shabbos morning, so there are those Yidin that are waking up in the morning and they're going to Har Sinai and they're ready to be Makabal the Torah. And then there are these women that still have to go be Teivol and they're, 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 they're not ready, they have to go be Teivol, so Debish didn't want this to happen. That every on, on Friday morning, on Friday night they went to the mikveh. Shabbos morning, everybody wakes up together, and everyone's going together to be makabel the This is the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva. Uh, so we had over here Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kiva, and actually we had uh, another opinion before Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria. You do need six full periods in order to be ready to be Makabal the Torah. Only after six full periods, if you expel Shechvazera, if a woman expels Shechvazera, will it not be Tameh. In other words, the Chachamim don't hold of the answer that we just gave, that we don't have to, the Abishu didn't want to wait until Shabbos morning. Um, again, the Abishu did not want to give the Torah Friday night. In order for the Yidin in the morning to be ready to be Makabal the Torah, they shouldn't have to go to the mikveh. But the Chacham say, no, 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 look at the way it actually happened. You had six full periods from Wednesday morning until Shabbos morning, you have six full periods. And therefore, we see from here that if not for these six full periods, the Yidin would not be able to be Makabal the Torah. So, what actually happened according to the Chachamim is Shabbos morning, there were women that still were going to the mikveh. At, at the end of the six full periods, and there were others that were already going to be Makabal the Torah, but they had to still go to the mikveh. Still, it was six full periods you need. So, the Gemara Vaiter, Omar Avchister, said, Machloikis, this whole argument over here about the Tumah that comes from the Shikhva Zera, Isha. It's when it's expelled from the woman's body. Avo Ish, but the Shikhva Zera that comes out of a man's body. Tumeya, and if it comes out of a man's body and it's on a garment, Tumeya, it remains tome, it's able to be metame, kozman as long as it's still moist. There's no, there's no particular time period for this. 
It can be more than three days, more than six days, however long it is. As long as it's still moist, it, make, it causes tumor. Masav Rav Sheishes, Rav Sheishes asked on this. It says in the Pasuk, V'chol beged, v'chol oir, ashiyiyah, olav shechvazera. A garment, a piece of leather that has a shechvazera on it, it causes tumah. And we, we learn out, Prat l'shechvazera she'isrucha. This excludes the shechvazera once it spoils. Then it's not viable anymore and it's not, it doesn't cause any tumah. My love, don't you think that this b'raise is talking about shechvazera that comes from the body of a man and nevertheless we say that it also sort of has an expiration date for its tumah. That after it's masriach, after it spoils, it's not viable anymore, it's not a source for tumah. And says the Gemara, loy That Pasuk is talking about the shechvazera that was expelled from the body of a woman and there you have the various different times that we mentioned before that after that point it's not a source of tumah. But if it comes out of a man's body, there's no, there's no time period as long as it's lacha, as long as it's moist, it causes toma. Boy Rav Pope, Rav Pope asked the following question. Shikhva zera shal Yisrael, the shikhva zera of a yid, the main nochris that's in the body of a goy. So now the question is, it's expelled from the body of a goy. Mahu, what's the halacha? How do we apply the same time frame that we applied in the case of the shikhva zera that's expelled of the body of a woman? that it has to be viable in order to be a source of Tumah. We have the time periods that we had for that. Do we apply the same thing also to the Shikhva Zara that's expelled from the body of a woman? Do I say, a very interesting Svara the Gemara says, Yisrael did the Igi b'mitzvahs, Yidin that are concerned and are preoccupied with fulfilling mitzvahs, Chavul gufayu, their bodies are weaker, or their bodies are, are hot, more excited and more uh, hot and therefore it causes the Shikhva Zera to be spoiled and to be uh, not viable anymore quicker. Not Mashenkim by Goyim, it doesn't spoil as quick. Oidilme or perhaps Kivin, uh, sorry I missed the Akum, mitzvis. Goyim that do not have the concern and are not fayokt to fulfill mitzvis. Loi, so their bodies are not as hot and therefore it doesn't spoil in their bodies as quick. Or perhaps, because they eat uh, they eat uh, all these things that are uh, tame and uh, not kosher. This does weaken and heat up their body as well. And therefore, the shikhvazera spoils in their body just as quick as it does by Yayid for a different reason. By Yayid, it's because he's concerned with fulfilling mitzvahs. And that uh, causes the heat in his body. And by a guy, it's because they eat the shkotsim rumashim. That's the question here. Dr. Gemara Vaiter. Oi, Dilma. Sorry, the intim tsuloima. Or now we can take this Iboya to the next step. If you're going to say, Kivin the Ochli, Shkotsam and Amashim, Choval Gufayu, by Goyim, since they eat these Shkotsam and Amashim, it causes their bodies to be hot enough to cause the spoilage of the Shikhva Zera. What if it's in the body of an animal? What would be the halacha? Isha, the Isla Preisder Masreches, a woman that has a Preisder. Preisder literally means a hallway, but it means that the, the Shikhva Zera enters deeper into the woman's body, and over there it's sort of sealed, closed, tight, and there's no ear that enters there, and therefore it's hotter, it's, it's, it's tighter, and therefore it's, it's Masreches, it spoils. Avo Behemer, the less Lahu Preisder, 
in the body of an animal that does not have this preza, does not have this place of entry, where it remains sealed there. So it's more exposed to the ear, so therefore it will not spoil as quickly. Or perhaps it doesn't matter, even in the body of an animal, it'll spoil just as quickly. Teiku, the Gemara doesn't resolve these two ibayas. Okay, till here for the Gemara for today. Tomorrow, the Gemara will actually bring the Machlekes uh, of Rabbanon and Rabbi Yaisi that the Gemara mentioned here today. Exactly the schedule of Matan Then the Gemara will go into the whole sugi of Matan This is.